Hello and welcome to How to Sing with Michael Graves, um, the author of Singing from Scratch and the Singing from Scratch Vocal Method. Let me go ahead and just start by saying, you know, this being the first podcast and all that, um, the first episode, I should say, episode number one, that Singing from Scratch is basically unlike pretty much any other vocal um, technique that you have used to learn how to sing or to learn how to sing better, et cetera, et cetera. I um, broke this down, I broke singing down into um, six elements, six basic elements of singing. And it uh, goes against the grain of many other uh, vocal techniques and teachings and so forth and so on, but it is what it is. Works for me, works for a lot of other people. Some people it doesn't, they just don't get it. Well, that, you know, can't please everybody for that matter. Uh, let's see, first off, I have been singing since, um, well, for the last 40 years easy. And um, my first memory of singing would be um, two years old, uh, harmonizing with my mother's vacuum cleaner. And then I was singing professionally on stage at the age of four, and then with instrumentation and backing with my own guitar at uh, age 10, and from there on out, so forth and so on. Um, you can check out my bio on singingfromscratch.com and find out what anything else you need to know about that and anything else you need to know about singing from scratch that you do not get from this podcast. But anyway... With that said, let me start by naming off the six elements of singing. Now, the six elements of singing, these elements are actually, there's nothing about anything in singing that cannot be broken down and fit into or um, taken apart and examined and duplicated by you, the singer, um, that doesn't exist. Everything comes down to being within these six elements of singing. And the first one is you. As the singer, uh, the second one is con- the second one is conceptual placement, and we'll get into that, and eventually in some of the other episodes and so forth, I'll briefly go over them here. The third one is pitch. That's being in tune. So that's the usually the one that uh, everybody focuses on. But the first two steps there's a reason why the first one is you, and the second one being conceptual placement, and I'll get into that. The fourth one is resonance. Um, this is the this is probably the most controversial of my elements simply because the fact that I go against the common school of thought of being chest voice and falsetto and head voice and, uh, and so forth and mixed voices and so forth. So the, the fourth one I could say is resonance and I'll get into that. And then there is shaping, which is basically how you form the sounds um, that are being resonated in your voice before they leave your lips and are accepted um, by the ears of the listener. And then uh, number six is dynamics. And dynamics are what turns singing into art. It's what makes singing an art form. This is where you uh, do vocal, this excuse me, this is where you do emotional expression. This is where you express, express the motion of the emotion of the song. So it's the emotional expression and uh, used done with dynamics is what turns just singing into oh my god that guy can really sing or oh my god that girl can really sing or this is what makes the pro the pro okay and it's all about the communication so if you're singing something the 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 driving purpose behind singing is to communicate 
a message or uh, some sort of communication, some idea or concept that you want to get across to the listener. So we'll go back over those. So one is you, two is conceptual placement, conceptual placement. Number three is pitch, four is resonance, five is shaping, and six would be dynamics. And dynamics is where you get into vibrato and, and volume and use of vibrato and volume to convey emotional expression on top of the other elements. So I guess the first thing I want to do is probably look over, um, briefly kind of go over each one. And you is you as the singer. And I guess the, the main thing to really take away from the first one is that you cannot be a singer until you are a singer. Yes, I said that. I said you cannot be a singer unless you are a singer. And this is what I mean by that. It sounds like, well, that's impossible, so why am I even listening to you? Well, the thing to keep in mind is is that the first thing that you do and anything that you want to do, there's a a decision to be that. Um, If you want to, um, you could say, I'm going to be a mother, I'm going to be a mother, I'm going to be a mother, then you have a kid, now you are a mother. Well, the decision to be a mother makes you a mother. Um, the decision to be an astronaut makes you an astronaut. The decision to be a mechanic, right? But you have to decide that you are that before you can start doing that. You can't do it and then be it. You have to decide that that's who you are, what you're doing at that moment, or period, and then you can do that. You see how that works? So... When somebody, if, if you ever think, well, I'm going, to, I'm going to be a singer, or I'm trying to be a singer, I'm about to be a singer, or I'm working on being a singer, I'm learning to be a singer. Um, no, you're not learning to be a singer. You are a singer who's learning how to be better at it, how to sing better. And um, that's pretty much the first step on the first element there is deciding that. And then it gets into what I consider the biggest lie. And the biggest lie in um, singing honestly, is that you're born with it. There's the it factor. Like either you have it or you don't have it. Look, bottom line is, is if you can speak and you can hear, then you can sing. Okay? I don't care. Um, You can leave in the comments and argue with me all you want to, but the bottom line is, is if you can speak and you can hear, you can sing. People say, well, I'm tone deaf and tone deaf and tone deaf. I'm blah, 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 blah. No. If you can hear, then you can distinguish frequencies. You can distinguish the varying um, elements of pitch, of whether it's high or low and so forth and so on, um, to whatever degree. If it's a very, very, very little degree and you really can't distinguish them, that means that, yeah, you're quote-unquote tone deaf. Well, that's not tone deaf. It's really um, tone oblivious, okay? So there's no such thing as really tone deaf. It's tone oblivion. You're just oblivious to the differences of the tones. And what singing from scratch, my courses do, my online courses do, and what I do with these podcasts and what I do with my YouTube channel and the Facebook videos and so forth and so on to help people is to change that, to change the um, oblivion, okay? If you're speaking and you ask a question, I'm I'm, I'm, going to prove it to you, right? I'm going to prove this to be an unequivocal fact to you. Can you tell the difference when someone is asking a question or making a statement? Words aside, if you're listening to somebody speak over the phone or podcast or whatever, 
and you can't see them, and you can't see their facial expression, do you know if they're asking a question or they're making a statement? Can you tell the difference when somebody's asking a question or making a statement? I repeated that twice because I want you to hear the tone of my voice and not the words. I'll do it one more time. Can you tell the difference when somebody's asking a question or they're making a statement? Okay. You obviously, I'm going to make an assumption here that you definitely, 100%, can tell the difference between whether I'm asking you a question or if I'm making a statement. If I'm making a statement, I am making a statement. My, vo- my voice and my tone of voice and the pitch of my voice goes down with a statement or goes up with a question. Okay? So, tone deaf and the it factor is a bunch of BS. Okay? There is no such thing as saying, well, you have it or you don't have it. You have it. Like I said, if you can speak and you can hear, you have it. And then other things that get into, you want to get into with uh, the first element of singing is obviously you and just where you're going to start. And that's going to be, you know, things like um, the barriers, right? The, the, we've already covered one of the barriers, okay? That was the first thing I covered, actually. If you were listening, I covered the first barrier, which is you are a singer. You are not becoming a singer. You are a singer. That's the decision, Okay. The first barrier is telling yourself that you're not. That's the biggest one. Another one is somebody telling you you are not and you accepting it. So there's other barriers that, that I get into a little bit into the course and, and we'll get into in more, in more episodes of the podcast and so forth and in the videos. I already got into them. But um, that's kind of like what you want to look into your barriers there. Okay. Now, beyond that, you want to get into, then there's, you know, things like breath control and how to control your phrasing and how to breathe so you can control your phrasing properly. And then, uh, you know, stage fright. Um, I do cover stage fright. Okay. So I, I cover that in, um, the first element of singing course, um, which is part of the singing from scratch complete course, which has all of the modules in it, but you can do them one by one if you want. But the bottom line is, is I go over how to overcome stage fright and, um, Pretty simple steps having to do with uh, confidence and having to do with acceptance and having, you know, things, there's three different elements to it, but you get the kind of the idea. And that kind of wraps up into a degree of the, the, the viewpoint of being a singer in the first element of singing. The second element of singing is conceptual placement. Um, you've heard this probably in a different form like the mind's eye or something of that nature. And that is the fact, not the theory, but the actual scientifically proven fact that we get the concept of something before we do it. If you're going to get the concept of, if you're going to walk out your door and go to the store, you get the idea before you get up and walk out the door. This was actually measured um, by... uh, what's called functional MRI and MRI, you know, with the brain scans and so forth, that big tube that they, you know, they put you through in Gray's anatomy and things like that. But the, it's a functioning, it's a functioning MRI to the degree that it measures brain activity while it's your thinking. It measures thoughts. <laughs> it actually gives images of thoughts. When you think your brain does some stuff, right? So the, the, the test was, and this is how it worked. Um, is done at, uh, I believe, Harvard University. And the test was this way, is, is that they had a person MRI, and then they were measuring, and then they asked the person to think about or get the idea of walking out their front door. 
And as soon as, without speaking, just get the thought. And immediately, that person had activity, right? Now, the funny thing is, is they would actually, part of the test, from what I remember, was that they then asked them to get the concept or to think about how to do something they didn't know anything about, and they did not get as much activity. Okay, it did not register as much. Well, the concept of concepts, is we, we, we all get a concept of what we're doing before we do it. Whether you're going to walk up the stairs, you're going to go to the store, um, you're going to drive a car, you're going to have a conversation with somebody, you're going to, you know, anything you can think of that you do physically, you do mentally first, okay? And the better you have an idea or a concept mentally of how to do something, the more proficient you are at it. So the idea is to or the, the, the actual fact is, is that conceptual placement, the second element of singing, is the very fact of you being able to mentally be able to see and get the concept of the notes you're going to sing and how you're going to sing them before you even take a breath, before you even make even uh, the, 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 the eek of a sound at all. You're going to get the concept of how to do that. And this is where the, the, the foundation of pitch is laid, okay? One of the problems that the um, tone oblivion, the tone oblivious have, is they do not have a proper concept of the difference of the frequencies, how, what they sound like and how they feel and so forth and so on with their throat. So you get the concept of, okay, that note is higher than, than that note and that note is lower than that note and so forth and so on. And you can think with that up and down, like on a ladder, you can see this rungs on a ladder in your, in your brain, um, like picture a ladder, okay? And a note is higher, a note is lower, and a note is lower or higher, and so forth and so on. Well, you get the concept of how um, to sing those notes and where they are placed in relation to other notes around them will give you the conceptual placement of the notes. Now, this sounds very um, rudimentary, but the point is, is that I don't care how good of a singer you are right now. Um, let's say somebody here listening to the podcast is actually, you're, you're a working musician or you're already on stage and you're a Broadway singer or you're, um, you're already very proficient as a singer. That's great, all right? But I guarantee you that if you were to concentrate on getting the concepts more of the song or the notes that you were singing the song, you would sing in tune more often. You would sing them better more often your expression and your emotional expression of those would be better because you're getting a better concept mentally before you even do it and that's conceptual placement and we get that we lay that out and really get you the uh, the basic fundamentals of you know what sound is and how it works and the notes and how they're in relation to each other and so you can and give you actual drills and so forth that you can then um you learn how to place those notes properly and, and be in conceptually before you sing them. And that's the second element of singing. Think about it. Think about any song that you've ever heard. Think about your favorite song right now, as a matter of fact. Can you hear it in your head? Can you hear the song in your head, right? I don't know anybody that doesn't get a song stuck in their head. I do. I absolutely do. And um, it's usually the last song I heard or something or something like that or something to remind me of a song and lyrically and then I'll start singing it. But... Um, there's the gap between you singing that song and you hearing that song 
is simply giving you a more detailed concept of what's going in that going on in that song in your mind and then helping you to then duplicate that physically with your vocal cords and your mouth and your body okay so conceptual placement conceptual placement is a very key um, element and that's why I put it before pitch because pitch is when you start singing okay and honestly there's not much to talk about this other than the fact that pitch is simply singing or making a note that is constant or not constant that sounds good relative to the notes around it okay and how to get into those notes and how to come out of those notes and this this element is all simply about uh, muscle memory okay and really getting the the feel of what it sounds like to sing that note in that frequency and how it feels to sing higher and lower and slightly and singing sharp or flat and so forth and so on and how to come out of that and to match and put it where you want it to put it vocally with your mouth and that's the it's the physicalness of it you you if you've never walked up a flight of stairs before it's or <laughs> put, let me reverse that if you've never walked down a flight of steps and you never felt what it feels like in your feet and your legs and your ankles and so forth and the balance to walk down those steps and you attempt it, it's not going to be pretty, right? Likely is you're going to break something. <laughs> but what I want to get to on this is that essentially it's muscle memory and learning what it feels like to sing a certain note in relation to other notes. That's, that's pitch. And then, you know, and then mastering that and being able to do that. You think about it. If you are, um, you know, you can right now, you can back it up one element to conceptual placement and think about it. Think about what it feels like to walk up a flight of stairs. Think of the last time you walked up a flight of stairs. Okay. You got that? Do you know what it feels like? The pressure that you have to exert against gravity with your body and with your muscles to lift your body that six inches to the next step and so forth and so on. You can feel it. Okay. So that right now you could go and walk up a flight of stairs because you know exactly what it is. You walk up and don't even think about it anymore. You just walk up and you just start taking steps and boom, 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 boom. There you go. You're walking up this flight of stairs, right? Well, it's because you had the muscle memory. You practiced it since you were a little bitty kid and you gotten better and better and better. And now you're an adult um, and you are just walking upstairs like crazy. Okay. Not that that's what you do all the time is walking upstairs, but hey, that's your thing. That is, there is no difference physically between that and singing. And the third element of singing and pitch, okay, that's what it is about, is learning to what it feels like to sing in tune to the point that you do it as easily and as naturally and as automatically as walking up a flight of stairs. That's what it's like to be a professional singer. You hear a song, you sing a song. It's a flight of stairs. That's it, right? If it gets difficult and you really need to work at it, then you got to concentrate. And you got to concentrate on learning the different nuances that this, this song is that you're, that you're wanting to learn how to sing. And that concentration is a duplication of it conceptually and then practicing it physically until you can do it. All right. Now, the first three elements of singing, you 
conceptual placement and pitch are the first basic elements. Then, then you can draw a line there, and you can go into the three um, advanced elements, if you will. And the first one being resonance. Um, once you've, you know, once you decide you're going to be a singer and you're, you're ready to sing and, and, and you got the, you really get the concept of how to sing and you get, you've got pitch and you, you're working on it good and you're getting better and better at that. The next thing is resonance and resonance is simply how the sound resonates or bounces off the walls of your throat and in your mouth and in your nasal cavities or sinuses and your nose. Okay. And that is that right there is the definition of the three areas of resonance or the three zones or what I call the three quote-unquote, and I do put quotation marks around this, voices. Because honestly, bottom line is you have a voice. You have one set of vocal cords. If you are a human, you have one. If you're human and you're from this planet, you have one set of vocal cords, period. That's it. They're all. That's all there is to it. Now, that means you have one voice, and that voice generates uh, sound. They're actually vocal cords, or actually vocal flaps, and they're mucous membranes, and blah 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 blah. But it creates the sound, the vibration that then resonates in your throat, and in your mouth, and in your nose. Okay, and depending upon which area you push that sound to. Okay. In your normal speaking voice, it's a combination of all three to whatever degree, but it's mostly in the mouth, right? If I was going to sing in the throat voice, it would be down here. It would be opening up. And even if I'm singing a high note, blah, 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 I'm pushing all the sound back into the back of my throat and making it just a deep, well-rounded throat voice. Most of the resonance is happening in my throat there. If I'm singing in the mouth voice, la, 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 and I'm just singing right there, it's a little bit in the throat, mostly right there in my mouth, with the resonance coming down from the nose voice or the sinus cavities in the nose in your in your nose, right? So that's the mouth voice, and then you have what's called the nose voice, right? Where you're putting everything up in the nose and you're moving everything up. La 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 la. That's what people are, are falsely calling falsetto. By the way, look at the word falsetto, false voice, right? Um, it's false. <laughs> it's your nose voice. It's not a head voice. If you have a brain. There's no resonance happening in your skull. If you have lungs and uh, a heart and uh, all this other stuff down in your chest, there's no resonance happening down there. Okay, all this happens in the throat, the mouth, and the nose. Those are the three voices. That is where the basic resonance occurs. And um, learning how to create those. Uh, particularly for the beginning singer, um, is very important because when you get into the uh, when you get into the fifth element of singing, shaping, that's where you start to learn how to mix those. I'm people go, oh, that's the mix voice. I've heard of this mix voice. Oh, it's the mix voice. You're mixing the voice. No, no, you are mixing the resonance of your one voice through three easily discernible zones of resonance, which would be the throat, the mouth, or the nose. Throat, mouth, or nose. Okay? It's pretty much that simple. Now, the fourth element of singing, resonance. There's your three voices. And you can practice this simply by just going, dropping back for the throat voice, drop back your tongue. Oh, like you're going to yawn. 
Oh, 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 well, I'm talking like this now, okay? Uh, your mouth voice is, you're talking, you're singing with your mouth voice. And then you can get on sort of the ba-ba-ba-ba-ba singing up in here, and so forth and so on, the nose voice. And there it does, um, each one of those zones, each one of those voices has a purpose in singing, which then you can mix, which is the fifth element of singing, which is shaping. Two parts to shaping, all right? There's the mixing of the voices, okay? And then there are the vowels, okay? And we know you're familiar with vowels to the degree of how we had in school A-E-I-O-U, right? A-E-I-O-U, five vowels. Each one had a short form, quote-unquote, that was the A-I-E-A-I-E-O-R-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-
I'm going to take the vowel shaping of blues. I'm going to put in, a, you know, old school Southern black. I don't use colored, whatever you want to say, whatever is politically correct. I don't know. I'm just going to say the old, the old blues style and put in that accent and then change it to where you can hear it with the resonance mixing and, and using those vowels and being able to sound completely different than I did before. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the white version, straight, Nothing, dump, you know, blah. Let's go. Well, I'm going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. Well, I'm going to Kansas City, baby, Kansas City, here I come. And then this. Well, I'm going to Kansas City, baby, Kansas City, here I come. Well, I'm going to Kansas City, baby, Kansas City, here I come. We're going to put a little woman there, and I'm going to get me one. Now, that's more Elvis, but you get the point. It's like a. I'm putting, a, I'm, putting a, I'm putting a little bit of an accent in there like this. Well, I'm saying what I want to say, and I'm going to put it in there, and but I push it up into the blues, right? And that's, um, you know, any kind of genre that you want to sing. If I sing, you're like, para bailar la bamba, para bailar la bamba, si necesito una poca de gracia. Okay? Now, I'm going to put some accent in there. With some of the shaping, you can really see where you can take the resonance of the three voices, mix them with vowel shaping. And vowel shaping is what you use to get any kind of accent. You know, if you want to do false gump, talk like this and put my voice back into the throat voice completely. And I'm going to put up a southern accent like this. Now, because if I did a Forrest Gump with just a southern accent, it'd be like, well, you know, we was like peas and carrots again. Me and Jenny, me and Jenny, we was like peas and carrots again. Mama's, oh, mama always said, you know, that kind of thing. That's, that's a southern accent. But if I push it back into the throat voice, back in on here, then I sound like Forrest Gump. Yeah, Mama always said, you know, Jenny and I, we was like peas and carrots again. So that's, that's how you get the idea of what you can do with shaping. And then sixth element of singing, that would be volume and vibrato. Using increased volume or reduced volume to get an emotional response along with vibrato. The two, two different types of vibrato are pitch vibrato and um, uh, amplitude vibrato, which is adjusting the volume to create the vibrato. Real quick, this is how that goes. So pitch vibrato is taking the pitch up and down, right? But doing it really fast. So you see that's more of an operatic type of thing. La, la. Okay, and then you have amplitude vibrato, which is going, ah, keeping the same pitch, but just decreasing and increasing the volumes. So going, okay. Um, interestingly enough, when you do amplitude vibrato, it does pull your pitch a little bit. Um, so it's kind of a mix there, but you get the idea. Now you take those two. And you put those together with increased volume or reduced volume, um, taking vibrato and putting it in or pulling it out and not actually doing vibrato to give a, 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 a difference and to create artistically. You can see where the sixth element of singing dynamics is where singing becomes art. That's where you're actually taking it and, and using different types of sounds and so forth and so on to, to really uh, you know, um, give it that color and that flavor, and that emotion, and that communication that you're trying to sing. And those are the six elements of singing um, 
that make up the singing from scratch vocal technique. Maybe you've seen um, some of the videos like how to sing like the weekend or how to sing like so-and-so and, uh, and that I've done and um, other types of videos, but it always comes down to, I always break these things down um, by using the six elements of singing. So if you want to break something down and look at something and sing it for the way it is, or if you're just trying to learn how to sing in the first place, then the first three elements are obviously what you need to learn. If you're trying to start to break things down and really sound like this or sound like that or try to increase your uh, repertoire by learning different genres and you just can't seem to get that bluesy sound, you can't seem to get that uh, pop sound, or you can't see, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to emulate, it can be broken down into its component parts um, within the six elements of singing. And that's why I say if you think about it, you listen to any song you want to, any singer you want to, any genre, any language, anywhere in the world, you will find these nothing outside of these six elements of singing that has to do with what we know as the physical universe around us, okay? So you can take the six elements of, six elements of singing and use those as the rock-bottom foundation to become as good a singer as you, as you want. And, um, essentially, you know, I guess that in itself is pretty much what I'm going to do for my first episode to kind of give you the introduction of the six elements of singing and singing from scratch. Uh, my name is Michael Graves and, uh, tune in, uh, next week for, uh, the next and second episode of the how to sing with singing from scratch. Thank you very much. Sing on yet. Sing on yet. Sing on yet.